Welcome to Positive Adoption, where you can find adoption, foster care, and trauma-informed parenting all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker. But more than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos from hard places. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey. So grab a cup of coffee and join me for Positive Adoption, a coffee break podcast. Hi, Kathleen here. It is officially autumn. All of you who have been waiting to drink your pumpkin spice lattes and make your pumpkin flavored desserts and all those things, the judgment level is going to go way down right now because it's officially autumn. Now, where I live, some of the trees are just just barely starting to turn And I'm excited to see them turn. I've been taking a walk in the afternoon near the lake and it is just, it's just gorgeous. The temperatures are just perfect. I don't know about where you live. It may be completely different, but walking when it's 58 is so much nicer nicer and easier than walking when it is 90 degrees. Not that it gets that very often where I live, but I guess that's part of my personal update. I am looking forward to the season. I try to focus on that. I I went through a long period of my life where I only favored one or two seasons and I would feel myself getting really upset and dreading the season to come. And that's just no way to live life. So maybe, maybe you're a person who really, really loves summer or you really, really love winter or whatever season and you dread the next season coming. You just like, you dread it. Well, my advice to you is one of the things that I've tried to change is the way, the things that I look forward to. Instead of thinking about what you're going to miss or how the weather is going to change, find some things to look forward to. Find some things to enjoy. One of the things I enjoy in the fall when it gets cold in the winter season is just sitting by the fireplace. I love that. I love sitting by the fireplace. And so that that light is replacing some of the light that's missing later in the evening and earlier in the morning. So that's kind of part of my personal update. I didn't really plan to talk about that, but it's just, sometimes it just happens. Sometimes I have something in my mind that I want to say and it just comes out. Um, Another part of my personal update is the case of the missing person has had a new cover put on and it is now available in print and Kindle copy. Now, what is the case of the missing person? It is a book for tweens, for younger tweens about, okay, you're sneaking this in. It is actually a novel about a little girl named Sarah who is adopted from Columbia and who is just obsessed with Nancy Drew. 
and she's trying to find somebody that was in the orphanage with her. I'm not giving away too much information, but she does get herself in trouble on social media because she's never used it before. So if you are a parent with a child who loves mysteries and loves to read, but doesn't want to listen to a lecture about the dangers of social media and doesn't want to hear about trafficking and scouting and grooming and all of those scary words, then this is a great book for you to get with for your kiddo. Let them read it. You read it. It's a short read for you. And just discuss some of the things that happen in the book. And then you're not giving a lecture or having a confrontational sort of discussion about trafficking where the kid's like, I know, I won't do that. So that is available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, Libras, any major bookseller. So check that out. All right, community update. I don't really have one because I did not check on anything. In fact, last week I took the whole week off of social media and I haven't been checking on things. And I haven't been really posting a lot on social media. So I'm sure there is a community update and I know that you're still listening, but I will do a better one next week. So um, what I would like to talk about today is what if he or she gets behind as pertaining to our children? What if they get behind? Okay, so this is something that came about. I started thinking about this because on our Homeschooling 101 page, Lori posted this little graphic, you know, and it said, it was a mother with kids sitting around her, and it said, what if we get behind? And then at the bottom it said, behind what? So it really got me thinking, and I'm going a little bit of a different direction with that, but you know, when you have a kiddo who's had trauma or has a capital letter syndrome, and yes, this applies to kids that don't as well, what are we using as a measuring stick? What is the behind? Now, I'm going to just share a little bit about my family story. Maybe this will put it into perspective for you. When we adopted a sibling group of four from Poland, they spoke Polish. They had already been going to school. Some of them had been. And learning how to read and write in Polish. So they were seven, six, four, and one at the time. So obviously the seven-year-old already knew how to read and write in Polish. So when he came home to the States to be part of our family, and I was homeschooling at the time, I had to go back and start all over again. So was he behind at seven years old when he didn't know how to read in English or the English alphabet? So maybe that puts it in a little perspective for you. We have to remember that these lists of what your child needs to know are simply lists, and they are good lists. I'm not saying that they are bad, but maybe instead of saying what your child needs to know in third grade, just chop off the third grade and just say, here's a list of things that I should work through that my child needs to know. 
For example, in kindergarten, I remember one of the big things for kindergartners was, you know, we were teaching them to skip and gallop, and those were physical things, and doing jumping jacks and things like that. And kindergarten was also was like, you know, you're starting phonics and learning how to read. And I had a child who learned how to read at four, and I had other children who didn't learn how to read until they were seven. Now, does that mean they were behind? Behind what? No, they were not behind. So my advice to you is take those lists, like I said, and if you have a list that you're working through, keep working through it. Instead of making that like, this is what you have to do this year, even if you're thinking it in your brain, I'm gonna work through this this year, you write that down for yourself. You keep track of it yourself because it makes it very frustrating for a child for you to put that pressure on them. Listen, this year we have to do this. And I remember during my student teaching, I think this this is near and dear to my heart because I do have a teaching degree. So it was like, you know, pounded in my head. These are the things they have to do in this grade. These are the things. And I remember when I was doing student teaching in one of my placements, the lady that worked with me, she was amazing. I loved her. But she, you know, and part of this is a system, not her. She was just so adamant that we have to make sure these kids do this or learn this this year. We have to. And like I said, that's part of the system. But when we get stuck there, and then we start taking the frustration that we have out on our kiddos, like, no, you have to know this. You have to learn this now. This is on the list. If you don't learn this, then you're behind. And kids who have capital letter syndromes are extremely sensitive to things like that. And kids who have had trauma, because they already feel shame. They already feel badly about themselves to begin with. So we are just heaping more shame on them when we say, I can't believe you don't know how to do this. You have to know how to do this. This is on our list this year, or this is in our curriculum this year. And you know, you think about that. In any other season of your life, do we do that to ourselves? Some of us do. Some of us, like me, raising my hand, are a perfectionist, so we're like, we have to do it this way. But that's not really the way that life works. The, the way that life really works is we set a goal, we accomplish that goal, or we study something and we learn something, and then we keep adding to that. And we should take the time every time that we have a victory, to rejoice. Say, you know what? I did that. I accomplished that. I've said before that I've been taking some courses online, and they're very self-paced. And I'm telling you what, some of the technology stuff for me is just, it's just not in my wheelhouse. And I will have to go back and watch those videos and listen to those lectures over and over again. And I realized that I'm taking notes and writing down exactly the same things that I wrote down the last time I watched the lecture because it's just not my, it's, I'm weak in that area. 
So I have to keep learning and relearning and learning and relearning. Well, kids are humans too. And even if they have really, really strong areas, which they do, and we should celebrate, we also need to remember, just like us, there are areas because of either nurture or nature that they're going to struggle with, and that's okay. And that's why we say, you know, what if he or she gets behind? Behind what? You can't get behind. You are the, your child is the person that God created them to be, and you are the parent that God placed in their life to parent them. So you have to step back. And one of the things that I struggled with when I just would look at those lists and think, oh my gosh, he's this old, he should be reading by now, he should know his multiplication tables, he should this or that, is that I was taught in college that these, you know, these were like the holy grail. You got to use these lists. No, you have to rethink and you have to get a new mindset when it comes to this. Because more important than our child jumping through a hoop at a certain time is our relationship with them. You know that kids learn and absorb when they are connected, when they feel secure, when they feel loved, when they feel supported, when they feel encouraged. We're the same way. We don't want to someone to criticize us. And when we are criticized, we're less likely to want to do what that person asks us to do. And I was not definitely, I'm just telling you, I am confessing I was not perfect in this area because I really struggled with this. With being a someone who had a teacher's degree is like, you gotta do it this way. They've got to do this. They have to make it through this. But I am telling you, that did not work. That did not go over well. What went over better was encouragement for the things that they could do at that time. And also branching out into whatever their strengths were. You know, um, and if you are homeschooling, because this applies to everyone. You know, if you're teaching chores at home or you're reading to your kid at night and having them read to you and they're still going to school during the day. Yes, this is still applies to you. But if you are homeschooling, then you have the freedom with a kid with a capital letter syndrome or who has had trauma to branch out into their interests and let them begin to conquer something or accomplish something. And learn something that they are so excited about instead of just looking at those lists. Now, I know I keep talking about the lists and lists, but I I think it's so important to get this in our mind and change our mindset. It's not about perfection. It's about making progress in the journey. If your child is making progress in his education, if he's making progress in his family relationships, which is so important, and connecting to you and being able to have a conversation and being able to take things that are happening around him and be able to put a finger on what he's feeling about those things, then he is making progress and so are you. 
So I'm going to finish up there. And if you are a person that struggles with this, then I'm just going to encourage you to ask God to help you reset your mindset so that you can make progress in this area and that your child can make progress in this area. And there's no list for this. So I will see you next week. Thanks for joining me. Bye. Thanks for listening to Positive Adoption. Make sure you subscribe to KathleenGuire.com to receive your gift of five things, a tiny handbook for foster and adoptive families, and receive a monthly newsletter, plus updates when new books or courses are released. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, Spotify, or YouTube, and leave a review so other listeners can find positive adoption and know the value of the show. You're also welcome to send me an email to positiveadoption at gmail.com. Follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Kathleen Guire. Thanks for being part of the Positive Adoption Community.